Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Greater Greener Georgia. I'm Alexis. And I'm Miles, and we're back to update you on the latest news happening here in Georgia. First up, we got some huge news last Friday regarding the Public Service Commission lawsuit. Remember two episodes ago when our executive director, Briante, came on to explain what was going on? So the judge in that case reached a verdict last week and was really exciting for us. Let me give you the recap. So the Georgia Public Service Commission, or PSC, is an elected body of five officials who regulate our electricity, natural gas, and telecommunications across Georgia. One of their main jobs is to hold Georgia Power, our huge utility company, accountable because they're kind of like a monopoly down here when it comes to gas and electricity. So to be elected, each commissioner must reside in one of the five public service commission districts in order to serve as that district's commissioner. However, despite the presence of districts dividing up the state, commissioners have always been elected statewide, kind of like how our governor or senators are, meaning every Georgian votes in every district race, even if they don't live in the district. So this is exactly what the lawsuit was about. Four Black voters in Georgia, one of whom is Briante McCorkle, our executive director, got together to sue the Secretary of State, saying that this election system dilutes the voices of Black voters. And they had lots of evidence to back it up, including the most surprising fact that I learned, which is that in the Public Service Commission's 143-year history, only two Black men have ever served on the Public Service Commission in Georgia. That's especially crazy when you think about how Georgia's population is basically one-third Black. So, the good news you've been waiting for, the judge in this case ruled last Friday that the elections for the Georgia PSC do, in fact, discriminate against Black voters. And this ruling actually has consequences that are going to be taking place really soon. So, there are two PSC seats that were supposed to be up for election this November, Districts 2 and 3. However, the ruling of this lawsuit blocks those elections for those PSC districts that were going to be held this November. What's going to happen next is that the Georgia General Assembly must redesign the election system and can no longer use the at-large statewide method. The next election is currently postponed and will be scheduled after the state's remedy is approved by the court. There's a few different options that could happen next. The state could keep the PSC districts as they are and just have people vote in their own districts like we already do for Congress and the state legislature. Or they can move all five seats to be statewide representative seats and keep the statewide election model. Or they could change the commission to be a body that is only appointed by the governor. And really only time will tell on how this election will look in the future. But what's important to know is that we are really excited about this ruling. And it's definitely a big win for Black voters in Georgia and really all Georgians to have commissioners that are going to really represent them more closely. However, the drama didn't end there. This week, a few days ago, uh, Brad Raffensperger, Secretary of State, appealed the ruling asking for the election to still continue in November. However, he didn't ask for a stay, which means that the elections are going to remain postponed for now. We're still expecting them to not happen this November because we have a feeling this is going to turn into probably one of those crazy drawn out legal battles. But before I wrap this up, I really just do want to emphasize this is a historic voting rights ruling. 
This ruling is going to help end decades of racism, I mean, over a century, surrounding Georgia's Public Service Commission. And it's finally going to give Black voters specifically the opportunity to elect commissioners in their own districts where they live who will prioritize clean energy, equitable power bills, and environmental justice. As a huge voting rights nerd myself, I was just absolutely losing my mind over this ruling last week. To see the Voting Rights Act of 1965 still having such a huge, important impact on our country today was just really, really cool. And it made me feel so honored to be working for Georgia conservation voters under Briante McCorkle, who's not afraid to use her voice and stand up for what's right in Georgia. And so I do just want to give a huge shout out to not only Briante, but also Richard Rose, Wanda Mosley, and James Woodall for being the brave plaintiffs in this case and standing up for Georgians for what's right in this election. Wow. Yeah, we are so excited that this case has had potentially an incredibly positive impact on future PSC races. For my portion this week, I'm going to be talking about the signing of the Inflation Reduction Act. This is a huge win for environmentalists and organizations who have been fighting for years to get this bill passed. There are so many aspects of this bill, but for the sake of time, I'll focus on the portions that you know we are most excited about. We're thrilled that the Senate is passing this historic cost-saving legislation that makes overdue investments in clean energy, improves energy security, and will build a more affordable, healthy, just, and equitable future. The legislation will ramp up clean energy production in the U.S. and lower the cost of prescription drugs, saving families money and helping to tackle inflation. And it's it's all paid for by the wealthy corporations, which is awesome. This bill also includes capital investments to advance environmental justice and address decades of disproportionate impacts of pollution and climate change on communities of color and low income communities. Um, you know, continuing and focusing specifically on energy and climate, um, the bill also includes 10-year extension of tax incentives for clean renewable energy, energy storage, and interconnection with strong labor and domestic content requirements. Additional incentives for new renewable energy and energy storage projects using domestically produced components or in low-income communities a greenhouse gas reduction fund that will catalyze private investment in clean energy and energy efficiency products, among others, particularly in communities of color, low wealth communities, and communities whose workforce will need support transitioning from fossil fuel industry to renewable energy jobs. Methane emissions reduction program to incentivize swift action in the oil and gas industry and charge for future leaks and waste grant and loan programs to reduce power plant emissions and encourage transition to clean renewable energy, funding for programs to protect and restore forests, and so much more. Those are just a few of the, of the small notes that are coming with this bill. But you know, between increasingly devastating climate-fueled extreme weather events, big oils price gouging, and inflation driven by war and COVID, this historic cost-saving clean energy legislation is welcome relief for hardworking families. Um, there's so much more again to this bill, but we just want to take the time to stop and and you know celebrate this historic win with one of the largest climate deals in history. Organizers around the country should be celebrating and congratulating each other. And you know we're so happy for everyone in our organization and others 
who have helped make this deal happen. We're really hoping for a bright future. And, you know, this is a step in the right direction. So that was just, you know, a quick brief summary of the Inflation Act. And it's just so big and historic. It could, you know, have its own episode. But, um, you know, maybe we will do that um, in the next the next time. But, um, you know, just a little quick brief intro for y'all. And, and, and there's just so much more with this historic bill. And it's just such a huge positive impact. It's so exciting to hear about this bill and all of the positive impacts it's going to have on our country. While we have you here, I also just want to remind you that GCV has an awesome campaign called GC Victory that's working to elect even more pro-environmental justice candidates up and down the ballot in November. If you want to join the Victory Squad, you can head over to bit.ly slash GC Victory. So that's bit.ly slash GC Victory. And uh, you can sign up to join Ali and Mia on the Victory Squad and help elect some amazing candidates in Georgia. You can also head over to our website, gcvoters.org, to subscribe to our newsletter and hear about the other amazing work that we're still continuing to do around the state. And yeah, in other exciting news, we do have our film abandoned about Adel um, that we shot last year, um, almost a year ago now, um, will be featured in the Morehouse Film Festival. It's the Morehouse Human Rights Film Festival. Um, so that's in the end of September. So stay tuned for how you can watch our documentary. If you're in the Atlanta area, you we may be able to get some tickets out to some people and so you can watch in person. But there's also a virtual uh, aspect of it as well. So yeah, thanks for tuning in this week and we'll see you next time. Bye.